intro. Hey y'all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are the Amerimi Junkies. Uh, we're gonna start our introductions. I'm gonna start with this dashing young man right over here. Hey guys, it's Demon Engine here. No. <laughs> Part of the Amerimi Junkies. I am entirely nervous right now. The overlords are in the same room with me. Moving over me and it's making me feel some type of way. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> the overlords. <laughs> Hilarious. And then right, and then right over here we have the queen. Hey, you guys! It's your girl, Queen Nick here. Go ahead and follow me on all social media platforms, Queen Visit my website, Queen and definitely shop serpentinefire.co. That's serpentinefire.co. And we have a special, special guest. But before we get into that, we are going to introduce one of the dopest individuals and I feel like underrated journalists of Amir May. Uh, that would be Salty Live 215. Oh, oh, no. Quiet, you. Uh, th uh, thank you. Um, yeah, this is Salty Live 215. We're the Amir May Junkies. And today, the gentleman below me from Brooklyn, from what I understand, Correct. When he uh, when he's not when he's not sucking sucking everyone's blood with his vampire uh, his vampire novels, <laughs> he's actually working behind the scenes on some of the some of my personal favorite late night talk shows. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Oh, yeah. right. Stephen Van Patten. He, he he reads and he does his research well. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Stephen Van Patten, how you doing? Wow! Thank thank you so much, guys, for having me. This is uh, this is awesome. It's great to see you guys. It's uh, you know great that we get to do this in almost post COVID America. Oh. I'm gonna put some air quotes on that post COVID. Yeah, well, keeping it hundred. Oh shit! Oh. Oh god! Like why you had to. Tommy Boss, turn your turn your camera to the side, like to landscape for me, because you messing up the you're, whole. You're, mm, there you go. There you go. You, I'm about yep. to say, you're about to say you're showing your age. That's cold. I mean, it's only it's yeah. only because it's him though. Like we only do that mm. to him. Mm. But uh, hey, Steven. Uh, hey, what's happening? <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having, thanks for having. Appreciate we gonna you. Sit, we're going to be sitting down with Steve. But at first, let's talk to the boss of bosses, the common boss, always in the shadows. Today, decided to cut out to the light. Mm -hmm. Look at that magnificent beard filled with mystery. You see it popping? You see it popping? It's full of food. Very strong. Very <laughs> strong. Thank you. <laughs> uh, before we dive straight into it, we've got just a few interesting tidbits of news and our weekly geek report. Now, uh, starting off, there was this little finale thing on Disney Plus known as Loki. 
and uh, millions and millions of millions of people tuned in. And we found out at the very end of it that there will be a season two. And we also got introduced to Jonathan Majors as Kang. That that was a now, unexpected. I'll tell you that. Uh, Have you seen it, Steve? I saw it. I saw it. I figured you guys were going to talk about it, so I made a point of seeing it before I, uh, you know, got with you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, now he now on the show he went by he who he, he who he who has no name or something or something or other, but he was a very he who should man. not be named. He was yeah he, he was Baltimore. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It don't matter. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever. Whatever. All we know is that's a man with comic in his name, but okay. All we know is that's Kang. Kang is going to be around. Uh, Jonathan Majors, of course, from Lovecraft Country. He's going to be portraying this character in many variations. So Ooh. despite the fact that this character, this particular one has died, we already know that we're going to see him again. Definitely in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, on the subject of Loki, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, he says he has an absolute blast playing the character, and he would like to play the character for as long as Disney will allow it. I hope so. That, he was definitely made for that character. A lot of their castings have been so spot on. For the funny part is, originally... The funny thing is, originally he tr- auditioned as Thor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I just know. So so I wouldn't just, be able to take just, him serious. I don't you, know. He, can you imagine him as a blonde? He almost really? got it. I can't imagine him as swole. Yeah, that <laughs> that's why that's why I just and, like I couldn't take him serious. Like I would laugh in his face. He would have to smack. That's why he didn't get it. Like he would have had to smack me with it. Like, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, be making jokes the whole time. <laughs> they said that's one of the only reasons why he didn't get it, because because he wasn't big enough to uh, to play <laughs> Thor, and they wanted somebody who looked like a wrestler. They wanted him to eat his Wheaties and take his vitamins. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't enough. It, it still wasn't enough. You know, just one calorie, not even enough. How did you feel well, about the uh, the uh, series, Stephen? I liked it for the most part. Um, it what's been interesting about all of these series from uh, WandaVision up on down, it, it it's like everything's had a very different tone, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of their own little entities uh, onto themselves. Yeah. Uh, but as usual, yeah. Marvel does this great job of layering and building and setting up the next thing, and it's. It's 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 bananas what they've done over the years. It, just in the sense of, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this uh, a lot already. I'm sure, but it, it's just the fact that who would have thought, like, 15, 10 years ago, that we would be sitting around geeking out over what's basically right. the B list, like the Marvel bench, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it is right. is all like the superstars that we care about now? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you couldn't. You can only do so much with Robert Downey Jr. because I'm sure by now you've got to pay him enough to for him to buy his own, you know, African country. So listen, you know, listen, they were paying out. out. Listen, they were paying out Johnny Depp uh, up to a hundred million dollars for pirates movies. They could afford more Robert Downey Jr. 
Yeah, maybe. But maybe. Robert also didn't want to be paid that amount if the rest of his co-stars wasn't getting none either. Right. That's true. That's fair. Although there is like the whole thing with him and um Terrence Howard and that little deal. Terrence Howard. Ter- Terrence Howard has his own problems. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> very, Ta- very true. Terrence, Terrence Howard uh, is Terrence Howard's problem. Always has been, always will be. Well, what does that mean? Is that like light skin? Is that light skin? <laughs> no, it's strictly Terrence <laughs> okay. Howard. Because uh, a lot of people said that he just be with that light skin stuff. And light skin tendencies. L- listen, he might be one of y'all kings, but moving on. Oh, God. <laughs> oh wow! Hey, no, this is not Hawking. This is not Hawking. <laughs> Moving on, uh, in the world of video games, uh, Valve, Valve has revealed their portable gaming system, something that no one has really asked for. The Steam Deck. It pretty much looks like the Wii U, and a little bit of the Nintendo Switch. And it costs four hundred dollars. How much is the Switch? Uh, have they have, have they released photos of it yet? Oh man, they tripping. Yeah, it looks. It kind of looks. It really does look like the Wii U. Mm. Yeah, uh, like that's the that's the that's the best way I can describe it. Um, me personally, I don't see where they're Maybe they going bought the with licensing this. for it. I mean, I don't know. You know how Nintendo is. If this you can is happening, license designs. I'm just saying. Yeah, but Nintendo's gangster. But that's what I'm saying. Like they're not Ninten- gonna let nobody just, you know. Oh no! I, I feel like they've already abandoned everything about the Wii U. They don't care. Oh okay. They're like that. Don't make us money no more. Y'all want to use that? Fine. Yep. Here but you if go. We see Here's something that looks like fan. Mario. I'm on your ass. Pretty much. <laughs> You don't uh, I don't know. I mean, could this be a, a good thing or could this be just as irrelevant as Stadia? I don't know. Mm. Um, I we'll o- only out. time will tell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, yeah. where is Stadia? It's around Who? there somewhere. Who? Exactly. By it's it's out there somewhere. Uh, in, other, in other gaming news... Somewhere. In other gaming news, uh, NBA 2K22 uh, uh, announced Candace Parker will be on the cover. This is the first WNBA basketball player to grace the cover of the game. Uh, the WNBA has been available on the game for the last three years. Really? Wow. I didn't even know what that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Candace uh, Parker. Right. There there's going uh, to be covers with Candace Parker. Uh, another ca- another ca- uh, covers with Luca Donick, and from what I understand, there might be at least one more uh, person on a on the two K twenty two cover. So I guess people are going to be trying to collect these covers. Like uh, I'm about to say that. Covers. Yep. So yep. I mean, I, I guess it's not like it's not like there's an NBA Live option out there anyway. Right. But yeah, uh, I think it's actually really awesome. I look, I'm not, I'm not a big 2K22 fan, but I am always big on black excellence. 
So indeed. <laughs> um, do you play? Right now, do you play any games, Steve? I actually haven't had time to really play anything in a while. I think the last thing I was really like, really stepping into or going down a rabbit hole with was probably Devil May Care. So that's a, it's. I, I'm Devil a little out of. Okay. Devil May Cry. Sorry. Yes. Uh, so that was probably the last thing I was really, really into. And of course it was a horror game. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, every once in a while I'll get into something on the phone. I have a couple of things on the phone that I, 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 I mess with like, uh, no, but I almost got that. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, 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 I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it. It's just, you know, but for me, it's like uh, I, I spend so much time trying to get my writing done that you know I I I, I kind of let the video th game thing slip a little bit. But um, okay. I'm always I'm always down because I I mean I have boys who have like whole like almost like like man, man caves freaking just dedicated to this stuff. You know, with a, a what was the visor thing that came out. The um, VR, the VR stuff. VR. I got, I got friends that have that, and yes, and I've, I've checked that out. And I've, you know, and that's been. You don't want to play interesting. the games with that thing on. You, yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah. At least not without having. Them. I've, I've seen them. Like, uh, I remember when they first came out. Um, I was working at AT and T, and the, um, and and they had some of the reps, you know, put them on or whatever, and they had this this um, horror game called I think like Mama or something like that, mm, and it's like mm. you're babysitting Ooh. this kid, I but then the kid like Mama. disappears. And then all of a sudden you like turn yep. around or whatever, and this little nigga is sitting there looking at you like you crazy and you scared because you don't know, like it, it's all this sound and everything. Like you got surround sound and everything, and you're looking around. It, nope, mm -mm. wasn't me. It was like, oh, you want to try? Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. You were like, I'm good. No man, no ham, no turkey. Nah. Cut that right on off. Nope. Yeah. Big old cup of <laughs> I nope. played Resident Evil Seven on VR for about forty five minutes, then I gave up. It's like, no, mm. I'm good. Yeah, I, I remember that when you were playing Resident Evil VR. I tapped out fast. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, 45 minutes? That's not bad. I'd last probably 45 seconds. Yep, same. Listen, as soon as it came up to Mama Baker, <laughs> I was done. No. Nope. Mm. Crotch goblins. I'm done. Well, I'm currently dealing, um, that's the reason why I haven't touched Resident Evil 8 in a while. Oh, Resident baby. Evil 8 isn't really scary, per se. That baby. Except for and I don't, that I don't one know baby. That's the part of oh. that. There's a baby there. Yeah, well, you can't fight no you're supposed to run. Can y'all can y'all give us more context, please, for those who don't play this game? In Resident Evil baby? 8, there's a... There's an area where you pretty much have sure to run BBC from a it's a it's like a it's a very large stillborn zombie baby that wants to swallow you even. Nice. Yeah. No. No, no not, nice. Very, not nice. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That just sounds like <laughs> No, I'm well, I mean, not, I, well, honestly, y'all are making me want to try this shit now. They ain't got to do with babies. <laughs> what? Now the baby's crying and laughing in the background the entire time. Moving. You might down. not be able to play the game, but I think you should probably watch some playthroughs of it 
because Resident Evil 8 uh, definitely taps into more tr- traditional horror sense. You have Lady D and and her daughters who are vampires. There's a there's uh, there's lichens. There's a want to I want to say a creature of the Black Lagoon uh, type of uh, type of monster. Okay. There's a gentleman who who can control who can cover himself in metal and turn himself into a metal monster. Mm-hmm. Excuse There's me. A... I thought yeah. I thought Resident Evil was just zombies. Like I get that they decided to say they passed the zombies a while ago. Right. I'm saying like I know in five they they, they, still they had zombies, mutate but... in and they started looking like the little Jones from um they started looking like the little characters from um from like Blade Two, you know, with the little oh, tongues God. and all yeah. of that, and they open yeah. up and all of that. Yeah, I was like, all right, okay, I get it, mutation makes sense. But right. this shit here, you talking about motherfucker that can make yourself mad? Oh no, that's cheating. Mm-mm. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> nope. That's just cheating. Mm-mm. But yeah, you gotta uh, imagine how anyway, do you beat that? Bullets, a lot, <laughs> bullets. Of bullets. a lot of bullets. So unlimited. Metal. Yeah. They got, wow. they got right. Listen, listen. I listen. I, I don't. I don't question Capcom's logic. They're just like, listen. In this game, you get a lot of bullets. So well, that's leave. good. Hope your aim is good, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. But if there's walkthroughs, I'll, I'll watch that on YouTube. That'll probably be more time, you know, yeah. efficient. efficient. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that'll probably be easier on my old schedule or whatever. Because I watch the injustice walkthroughs a lot, and you know that that's a, that's basically like watching a, you know, like an old a episode. Of, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm about to say. And you and you kind of get you kind of get stuck in the injustice story, because mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, okay, this is this is weird, but I'm here for it. <laughs> right, Angry but, Superman is always fun. Oh yeah, Angry Superman. Well, you know, but yeah. uh, but that is I'm our gonna take over the world because that's because he's tired of everybody's shit, you know. Well, whatever works. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I just understand the fact that he super listen, Superman goes through the black man struggle. He's not allowed to be angry. <laughs> and that's only because he he's a mutant though. He can't really express how he really feels. Excuse you. He could be he could be angry. He just he's can't not be a mutant. angry. He's as not, Superman. A, he... not a mutant, but you know what I mean. Uh, he, I can't don't don't get me started. He can be angry. I can't say too bad. <laughs> Hypocrite. Telling people they shouldn't have to. Like, like as, no. if he's Clark Kent, he's allowed to be as angry as he wants to be. I know. And, and not, not a soul angry will say a word. That nigga bitch, that is not okay. Mm-mm. Well, it's a, it's always a real problem when he's like, uh, I'd like to speak to the manager. I know that. So. Because <laughs> the manager oh, about God. to get folded. But basically. Well, literally folded. Literally. Hey man, hey man, that this is what you, <laughs> you know. Can you imagine Superman dealing with a Karen? He fly he away. Not. Yeah, he would leave. He fly away. You, you think he would just fly away? You, you don't think he would like go ahead and search this up, especially if he dating a black woman? 
Like if, 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 if like he was dealing with that Karen and Victoria, like just, to, just toss her up into the sun real fast. You know? Yeah, why not? Nobody's looking right. Omni man at home. Omni man at home. Why not? Yeah, we're going to chase it up for soldier. We're the first podcast to do it. 24 7. I'll be in that home. And watch me, you. 2021. Oh, that is hilarious. He secretly used his heat vision to start a random fire to distract everybody. While he threw her up into the sun. I'm here for you. No, man, nobody would see it anyway. Right. Why not? Nobody would see it anyway. Right. Nobody That's would miss That's how fast her. he is. Nobody would miss her. I I mean, I'm pretty sure her family would miss her, Nico. No, but. no, 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 no. Because if they did, they would have trained her and taught her better. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Clearly, your family don't love you. Mm. Anyway. Uh, your family don't love you and it shows. <laughs> anyway. I, I am going. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna transition over to talking <laughs> to uh, Mr. Van Patten, so we don't get how many Karens can be thrown into the sun. Anyway, <laughs> that's gonna be a thing now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how that many Karens can that Super became Superman a throw into the sun? Oh, it's man. like a licks in the tootsie pop, right? Like, I mean, uh, I right. mean, listen, Omni Man wasn't wrong about humans for real. <laughs> Certain <laughs> kinds of humans, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> do not, do not get demon engine started, please. I will burn this <laughs> planet down before I spend another minute living amongst these animals. You die for these humans. He never lied. He never lied. But Stephen, have you seen Invincible? Yes, I did. Watch what did you through. think of the series? Uh, I, well, <laughs> like everybody else, I think I was <laughs> extremely shocked by the first episode. Yeah. Because, of course, they set you up so hard. Like, like you're sitting there and you're like, these motherfuckers did not just sit here and make a carbon copy of Justice League. Like, what the hell is, right. oh, what is shit, this? he killed them. Right. right. And right. Like, like, and right. killed them, killed them. Right. Like, like dead, no. dead. And they, I'm like, they, right? They not coming what? back? Like, not even a little bit? And that was wild. It is in and of itself because, like, a lot of my binging like starts late at night, and I'm I'm kind of one of these people. It's like if I'm, you know, because I'm working, I'm doing all this other stuff. When I get mm. ready to binge, it's usually like around eleven midnight. But then I I have like a cutoff, or at least I think I have a cutoff. That should right. happen, and I I was up till like, you know, I, I got into that whole. All right, just one more. Like how much, you know? And you're looking how much time is left in the episode. I, I, I was probably up to like three in the morning trying to finish that. Because shit. like they had the odd, <laughs> but it was so good. It was. You know? They had the the audacity, had the audacity to give you like the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and then you stuck. Right. Right. I mean, I didn't that first episode did. was a major hook. So you're mm-hmm. just like, damn. Yeah, I lost a lot of sleep that night. Um, not that I really sleep anyway. Comfort episode. 
I need to talk about just need to feel better. Right? I know. Uh, watch actually, it. I would like. I would actually like to. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk, let's talk about your writing. When did you? Uh, when, when did, did I get started? Oh well, I was probably toying. I was probably toying with the idea of a black vampire when I was a small child watching uh, movies like Blackula, uh, you know, Christopher Lee and, and all of his different iterations and Dracula movies and everything else like that. It, all, it always kind of stuck with me. And um, I don't know, I, I, I graduated from college. I'm starting to get into, you know, being in TV production, even though I wanted to also be a writer and everything else like that. And the, the, believe it or not, the TV production thing actually kicked in before anything else. So I'm sitting there and then what ends up happening is, make, you know, make a long story short, I, I, I become a stage manager, which is great, but it was, it's a logistical job. You know, it's, you know, getting people, you know, getting people out of dressing rooms, getting them on a mark, getting them looking at the right camera, walking when mm -hmm. they're supposed to walk, that kind of shit, you know. And it's also ego juggling because you're dealing with uh, top celebrity talent. It's also, you know, you're also navigating like, you know, the Goomba stagehands that, you know, might have beat you up back in the day when they saw you in their neighborhood. But now it's like we all got to get along and <laughs> let's make a show and. You know, and let's all be nice to each other. And, you know, and, and, and to be and to be fair, um, you know, I haven't had too many problems navigating those waters, but I artistically was not fulfilled by being a stage manager. So uh, while the bills still need to be paid, ah. while I still stage manage um, quite often, um, I, I also just made it my mission to just, you know, stay up, write my stuff. Uh, and you know, I, I want to say, yeah, I, I released Brookwater's Curse One around 2005, 2006. Um, and you know, and then when that didn't quite set the world on fire, I just kept going. You know, it's like, you know what, I'm just gonna keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And then, uh, you know, eventually I started getting some notoriety, eventually, self publishing be morphed into independent publishing and um right. you know and then uh you know I, I joined the horror writers association and then i put out my serial killer series and uh my notoriety kind of grew slowly i mean I, you know not like you know like some household name or anything like that but i'm definitely at the point now where you know i'm being discussed and i'm i'm being offered uh, to be included in different anthologies and that kind of thing. And that's been great um, because that's what's really, yes. and, and that was actually, and it's funny because that was the guidance of the Horror Writers Association. It was like, it's great you, you, you've you done all this stuff, but people still don't really know who the hell you are. So you're going to have to go to more conventions, which was great, which was also doing me a, a great service until COVID. And then we had no conventions and then I had nowhere to go. And then I had like a house full of books and I'm just kind of sitting around going, okay, this kind of sucks. But you know, I, I still managed to make the best of things because um, I did readings online and, um, you know, I was in some panel discussions and, you know, and I also, um, funny enough, <clears throat> so I had already been writing for um, Extra Credit, which is a YouTube channel mm -hmm. that, that just covers all kinds of history. They cover gaming, too, actually, which is one 
yes, they do. A little of what's going on these days with, even though I'm not really playing anything uh, on a regular basis, but they do video games, they do history, and they do a lot of history, and they do mythology. Now, of course, me being the spooky guy, I was originally put into mythology, but um, when George Floyd was murdered, uh, they decided to tax me with black history stories. So I started knocking those out. I did um, a version of the Tulsa riot for them. And then I bounced around to some other stuff. I did Harlem Hellfighters, uh, Harlem Renaissance. Um, I used to Harlem Hellfighters. Yes. I yes. got a question. Um, yes. I, where? It, it, it's okay. Look, tell now it's okay. But were you their token black guy? Oh, I'm totally the token black guy. Yeah, like if you, you know, oh, and, and that's fine. I, just, well, I mean, at least he knows. Just, at least he's aware. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. And he, and he when they did, no, I, I totally am. Like they, they right. have animated when, versions of all of us on a banner, and it's literally like me and I think this one East Indian girl, and and they're aware of it, and, and right. yeah. Well, it, no, it, that might you be said one. You went from, I don't know. Mythology to Black History. I'm just like, mm. might be the token black guy. <laughs> but I'm look. Here's the thing. I worked at MTV for 12 years. Yeah. So hey, and how many of us do you think I got to see <laughs> on a day to day right. basis in so, that situation? Right. You know, mm. and I tell, and, 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 and as grateful as I am for the experience and the time. As far as some of the producers I had to work with at MTV goes, the M stood for microaggressions. So, mm. you know, mm. but, That's but a, you have to, you know, when you go out into these fields and into this kind of work and whatever, you you got to have to suck it up because you, once you've stepped into that arena, it's like show and prove. And that's basically what I used to do. It's like, yeah, I, I know, uh, uh, you know, and whatever you know, residue or whatever upsetting little thing may have happened, you know, I go, when it's done, I, I, I go somewhere, have a beer, relax, calm right. down, right. get right. my nerves together, and sit down and write some shit and kill, and kill the person in the book that, that I'm writing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I've seen those TikToks. Yes. And and then your coworker goes and reads the book and realizes it's them that they that you killed. And it's them. It's them that you killed. Oh, you know what? <laughs> That's that hasn't happened because I'm also good at blending. So it's like I don't exactly create the exact person. I create. I, I borrow from a few other people and I create a whole other character. So you can't like you. It's hard to catch me in that. But my mom's did it with my ex. Like she was reading Killer Genius, and then I, I went in to visit her one day, <laughs> and she was like, "Son, is is this Evelyn in this book?" And I'm like, "God damn it!" And I said, "Honestly, I should stop telling you stuff, you know." Right. <laughs> but we had a mom good knows. laugh. Yeah, mom knows. But yeah, she had a we had a good laugh about that. But um. She's the only one that ever actually bust me. Everybody else, you know, they're like, oh, everybody else's thing is just like, because um, it's like, what, what's wrong with you? Who hurt you? Like, I get that a lot, you know? Um, so there's a story. <laughs> there's a short story in um, Hell at the Way Station, which 
uh, is called Naughty. Naughty is about an incubus. I imagine you guys know what an incubus is. Uh, but for everybody who's listening, who doesn't know, let me just say, an incubus is basically a sex demon or a sex vampire, so to speak. So I, in Naughty, I created an incubus that pretends it's Santa Claus so it can meet women. And yes, it's all right. So uh, wait, wait, hold on, go back. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> you sure you don't mean Hold up, you sure you don't mean succubus? No, incubus is male. Oh, it's yeah, the male yeah, version okay, of a succubus. Okay. So he's like he's mm-hmm. yo. Wait, he's he's being Why? accurate. Wait, wait. All I could imagine is is an incubus sitting there. Looking Wait, at rest of the Christmas be- Santa. Yes, looking at it. the moms be like, as soon as I get these kids ho, off my lap, put some kids in. And you. and that's actually how he answers every so he's confronted a guy whose wife he's been with while he's coming in with presents. Because he he does the routine. He shows up at your house, he has gifts, you know, and he he, he runs the pace. And then he drops off a few more. Well, you know, depending. <laughs> um but he gets, he's get, he gets confronted by this one guy, and every time he says, he answers a question, he starts it off with, ho, ho, ho. Well, the reason I did it is because of the, you know, and it infuriates the guy to the point where he, at one point, he finally screams, you're not Santa Claus. But, you know. Uh, and the funny thing is, it's on YouTube. It's actually on my website. It, it, uh, me reading it to a crowd mm-hmm. as, as they kind of lose their minds. But even before that, uh, some friends had read it, and I got a series of emails that were just like, what is wrong with you? Why, and why do you hate Christmas? And I'm like, I don't, I don't hate Christmas. I mean, have they called you, know, you a Grinch yet? For the record, no. there's plenty of reasons to hate Christmas. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah. Um, and I, I, okay, I don't necessarily hate Christmas. Halloween is just more my thing. But... More of a fan of Jack Skellington. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to ask you about your, uh, your entertainment background. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get into doing what you do over at MTV? So, what's crazy is I got out of college, this, uh, you know, skinny kid that had run the campus TV station where it was, was at least second in command. And, you know, and then I got slapped hard. It's like, uh, you can come work, but you're going to be a production assistant. You're going to work 12 hours a day. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to lug stuff around. It's very thankless. Yes, it's very (sighs) thankless. But I ended up working with a stage manager who wanted to be a director and actually still is. He actually directs Wild and Out right now. Um, what? Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah. So the funny thing it's is, good to have that job back. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, and when that happened, I actually called him. Was like, "Are you gonna be okay?" And you know, you have that kind of talk with your friends and whatnot. But you know, he's fine now. But um, so he wanted to direct. So the producers and the people running HBO Downtown Productions, which is where this was, uh, they were like, "Well, if you direct, who stage manages?" I was like, "Oh." You know, Get this one a shot. And then he talked me through certain points and whatever. And then, you know, I, I, I and that was it. I, I started down that path. And then later when we all got fired from HBO downtown, 
he went on to do other things and he would kind of drag me along. Um, and I was in, I was actually working for home shopping for a little bit. And then the next thing you know, he gets a job directing at MTV and he gets me hired. And, uh, and, and full disclosure, there were a couple of, there was at least one other stage manager that was not happy about it. And he would occasionally do little things here and there to sabotage. And, of course, you know, of course. And, but I, I managed to, 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 to dip and dodge, you know, I had my little incidents and problems here and there, but I lasted the whole run of total request live. The studio uh, eventually put us all in the director's guild. Um, so wow. now, so now um, <clears throat> it was, it was a little inconvenient because you're in the director's guild, but now your show is canceled. And since this is the only place you've been for the past 12 years, nobody knows who the hell you are. So then I had mm. to go, it was kind of like starting over again. Um, so I ended up doing some work for Madison Square Garden. And then finally I just started picking up random talk shows here and there. And, you know, and then uh, <clears throat> um, I eventually made it to the nightly show with Larry Wilmore, which is probably one of the things you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, Corey. I, yeah, um, of course. Yes. Um, so I was I'm, there. A, I'm an avid fan of Larry Wilmore. I, 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 I yeah. always have been. Same. Uh, Same. One of the hardest working dudes in the in the business. And yes, yes, from what is. I understand, he never he never forgets people. Yes, I have yet to test that. Maybe one of these days I will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> unfortunately that got canceled because honestly, I thought because the way John Stewart uh, spinoff shows work. You know, we all thought we were going to retire off this goddamn thing, and we got right. two seasons out of it, and then we were done. So I've been hopping back and forth to different things here and there. Twenty sixteen uh, was a very weird year, and it was. It absolutely was. That's the year it we want to discuss. Y'all know this. That's yeah. the year that they're going to go past because we don't talk about it. Right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, twenty. Yeah, that 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 night, I was actually working the election special for BET, which oh, was wow. crazy. Yes, that was crazy, and they didn't even announce a winner. It was like I think the last thing that happened was, I I I think either Mark Lamont Hill or somebody said something crazy about white people, and they just got off the air. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, that might have been, right. been Hill. And that, yeah, and that sounds about in. right. That sounds about right. I remember I'm sitting in a bar and I did three straight shots of Don Julio and I didn't even feel it. Mm. Like that's how like, like <laughs> messed up I was that this was even happening. I end up and then ironically, I end up in this Russian bar. I end up making out with this random Puerto Rican woman. I mean, it was just, it, it was just bizarre. And then I actually, and uh, that's right. I actually broke daylight that night. Like I, like, and people were coming to work because now I'm, I'm kind of like in the Penn Station area. So people are coming to work and people are shell shocked and they're walking past me like, like zombies. And, you know, and I'm going the other way because I'm going back home to Brooklyn. And it was just, just just surreal. I get back to my apartment. I fall asleep. I wake up and I just remember thinking, please let that have been a nightmare. And it wasn't. And yeah, that was <laughs> that was my later, election night. Are. Yeah. And then four years later, here we are. <laughs> I mean, even this past election was pretty pins and needles. Like people were watching the election oh, totally. more than they was watching the Super Bowl. 
Oh, 100%. Yes. Definitely. Like, they was checking the scores like they was checking the game. <laughs> they was checking the votes like they was checking the games. Oh, absolutely. Uh, funniest meme ever was, like, yeah, the, seen, the Atlanta I've strippers would have had all the votes counted in to politics. I remember that. That was funny. Shout out to Atlanta strippers. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes, we love them. We love y'all. We love you. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> The few, the proud, the twerking. <laughs> oh, that's good. They should so, use that. All right. So, so, oh, I'm sorry. So, Steve, movie vampires. Yeah. Your top five. Oh, wow. Wow. On the, the spot. Best. The best. The best top five um, movie vampires. Okay. Um, I have to put William Marshall up there just because. And to be honest with you, as I and I know Blackula does not stand up in terms of tech and and effects and whatever, and it's a little campy and cheesy and whatever. But he he brought such gravitas to that that it ultimately had a lifelong effect on me. You know, one of the reasons I okay. decided he's he's one of the main reasons I decided to sit down and do a dignified, socially conscious vampire story. Okay. Like period. So, you know, that that that's kind of where I'm at with that. Christopher Lee uh genuinely gave me nightmares. Genuinely. Uh, you know, and and when you look back into Christopher Lee's actual history. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. okay. No wonder you a scary cat. No wonder you can carry a movie and only say five words at a time. Sometimes it's right, like yeah, it's right. because you you're a bad motherfucker in real life. In um, real life, facts. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. The the young lady. Um, what vampire? What vampire did Christopher Lee play? He played Dracula. Was it Dracula? Like okay. was, it, was it Bram Stoker's? Um. No. No, it wasn't. That was, well, Gary, of, that was Gary Oldman. Yeah, that was Gary Oldman. Who, technically, I want to, I want to say three, but I also want to throw this young lady in there, uh, who played a vampire in an old episode of The Night Stalker, Kolchak, The Night Stalker, um, just because she was just very intense and she didn't have any lines really, but she was just scary as all fuck. Um, and then Gary Oldman, of course, he he gets the shout. Because yeah, well yeah, yeah, you know, it was. Brown Stoker was 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 scary. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, uh, by that by the time I was, you know, uh, like I and the thing is, I'm picking most of these uh, other vampire picks because uh, you know I was a kid and they terrified me. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, while it was definitely closer to the probably the closest to the book. Um, right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, definitely not, um, definitely not as frightening to me because by that time, by the time I saw it, I was a grown, grown ass man. So it was like, you know, I, it, it was like, it, for me, it was more like the expectation of the movie hitting certain notes. So mm -hmm. that was, it was kind of like a different, different kind of thing. I, I, I can't even imagine what I would have like felt watching that as like a 10 year old or, or something like that right, right. like you know because i mean i saw the exorcist as a child you know mm. so it's like my 
you know, whatever, you know, you guys. My were family's exorcist to keep kids in church. <laughs> well, that didn't quite work with me, but, but I, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Um, and, and five, I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to my childhood, go back to something that scared the shit out of me. Barlow from Salem's Lot. Ooh. I remember Salem's Lot. Well, hey, man. Stephen King would do it. Salem's Lot. Oh, absolutely. All day, every day. What do you All think right, of, so, of, of these new horror movies? Uh, well, you know, it, it. so one thing that bothers me. That's such me, a wide question. It is, but it, it, I'll, I'll, I'll try to break into it. Look, here, one thing that bothers me is remakes with prettier people that aren't as good actors. I, I have a serious problem, and that's happened a lot lately, a whole this lot. This guy gets it. It's, it's <laughs> like, and, and so what I think is happening is the people who own the rights to these things, you know, they just kind of they'll, they'll let it sit in the mothballs for a little bit. And then when another generation comes along, they're like, yeah, let's rehash this. Let's rehash that. So they'll blow the dust off the script, hand it to some crazy person like Rob Zombie or somebody like that. And then they'll do this rehash. And, you know, it, if you if you're, you know, I guess of a certain age and you're, you're, you, you remember the original in, in the classic that it was. And the fact that there were some not so good looking people, but they were acting and, and, and it was dope and, and it scared the shit out of you. And now you're watching this, this new iteration and it's filled with barista looking people. And it's like, right. what am I looking at? Like what's happened here? I mean, I, I, I just remember being real irritated by this version of the omen with Lee Schreiber in it, and it was practically oh. a shot by shot remake. Yeah, and it, was, it was it was upsetting because it's like I could have done this in school if I thought I was gonna get away with it. The omen right. you know, that was two thousand right? And reshoot the omen just with me and my homeboys. You know, it's like what are you doing? Um, did you think you know, that it, was as bad as the remake of Psycho? Now the remake of Psycho is a travesty. <laughs> it's, it's a flat travesty. <laughs> travesty. Travesty. The show. Travesty. The show, however, the show was actually enjoyable until you realize that Rihanna, <laughs> and, that, and that's way way that it, it is playing this one pivotal character and they kind of mm. that that to me was their jump over the tub moment um over you know, the tub okay i like well, that you know, I mean. uh you know <laughs> i i was kind of like i mean and not to knock you know hey rihanna get all the money you you want you know she's right. not a great right. actress but yeah there's that and <laughs> and i was just kind of like uh, now now we've gone now we've gone gimmicky with this psycho show that i actually liked and and so while i'm a, a hitchcock fan i am not as bananas over the movie psycho as my podcast mate and co-writer and co-member of the horror Writers association mark abbott mark abbott 
is like a psycho groupie. So when I saw Rihanna, I, I felt the need to brace him for it. So I actually texted him. I was like, have you been watching the psycho TV show lately? And he was like, yeah, no, man, with the baby and this and that. I've been kind of missing episodes and everything. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell you something and it might upset you. But you need to know. And he and then this he so and told him and and I, I, I thought he was gonna I, 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 I well I thought the earlier seasons were actually actually pretty good. And it was different and it was you know, I'm sure it wasn't anything that, you know, uh Hitchcock had ever envisioned, but you know, I, I think it was a nice sort of reworking. I'll I'll put it to you like this. For the person that's against remakes and in general, I didn't mind this. I didn't mind it until it just started to go left. Um, right. But then I guess that's what, what were happened. your thoughts on the? What were your thoughts on the Hannibal TV show? I actually dug that. I actually dug that, but hmm. I dug I it Hannibal was good. I thought I. I did. I dug it and I dug it because it was so I think what happened with that is they were like, all right, everybody knows the movies. Everybody and their mama saw Silence of the Lambs. We're going to have to come with some hard shit right. if we are going to, um, you know, make make a dent, make a, you know, if, we, if we're going to please the fan base here, we're going to have to come up with something that, you know, is different. And the, the the trick is, you know, you can't be so caught up in doing something different that you do something wrong. So that's that's always been a thing that I've I've caught myself trying to explain to people. It's like, no, but I want to do something different. Yeah, but it sucks. This idea sucks. Mm -hmm. So you have to you, you still have it's to like it, trying it, to sprinkle glitter on a piece of shit. Still a turd. Still a turd. I might think. Just a glittery turd. Um, yeah, exactly. But in, in the case of Hannibal, um, they decided it, it seemed like they decided to just go balls out. And I mean, once um once Eddie Izzard got served his own leg, I mean that that solidified it to me. It was like, all right, you know, I, I was enjoying this up till now. Now I see you motherfuckers aren't playing. And I was surprised. I was surprised just for the fact of it being on network television. But I that think was the shocking is, part for me. Yes, but I think what's happened is that some network people are starting to realize. All right, well, you know, there, I think there's a reason HBO is kicking our asses, and it's because people want to see shit like that, and that I think is what set Hannibal off away away from some of this other stuff. Um, what, did also, you, what did you think also about loved the? Uh, because he had the most swag when it came to when it came to a villain who dressed who dressed to impress. Matt oh, Nicholson was the best. Those clothes were bananas. The drip, yo. The drip. Were, the clothes were bananas. Those clothes were crazy. If I ever get if I ever meet him, I'm gonna ask. Did he get to keep the clothes? Right. What did you think of the show Evil? You know, you I actually I have not watched Evil yet. 
I have not had time mm. to watch Evil yet. But um, I have heard good things. So um, I think you might like that show. I got that show seems up your alley. Steven, I got a question. What do you think about them? Re- well, it's not really a reboot because they're trying to... Well, yeah, it is a reboot. They're trying to do a, a new Blade mm-hmm. series with Marshala Ali. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Like, I, I just want Wesley. Just give me Wesley. And that's just how I feel because that's who I grew up watching. As yes, of Blade. course. And of it's course. like, he... Like, that. that's him. Like, he... like. You know? Well, I gotta tell you, I, 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 my first initial response was to laugh because it was like, y'all didn't hire back Wesley Snipes, but y'all found the dude that looks more like Wesley Snipes than Wesley right. Snipes. It's right. hysterical. Um, I mean, great actor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oscar winner, the whole nine, you know, um, I think I think he will <laughs> knock it out the park. It's gonna come down to the script. Um, yeah, it's gonna to me. It's gonna come down to the script. Now, if they're smart, I still think they should have did something else. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, but I, I think I if like they they're smart, someone more than just five years younger than Wesley Snipes. Is that really the age difference? I wasn't even sure. Yeah, it's between like five, five to seven years. Yeah, mm. he, he's not. They're not that far apart in age at all. So it's not even like Wesley's too old to play the role at this point because he's not. No, and, and, I mean Wesley's in shape. Don't he? Don't he still got to pay the uh, the government back? Well, yeah. hope I'm I'm hoping his um. Oh, is he square? I, I'm hoping he's square, or at least got <laughs> at least got there. Uh, what was he in? What was the last thing he was in? Uh, the uh, Gallo Walkers. Oh, Gallo that Walkers. Was that was trash. That was garbage. Yeah, that was that wasn't great. But that was you know. garbage. It was complete and total garbage. Like that um, script was trash. <laughs> but no, no. What's the thing? What's the thing with the all the other old ass action heroes? Expendables uh, three. Expendables. Yeah. The Expendables. Yes. I mean, you know, hopefully the it was, but it was kind of a big movie. Hopefully that that squared him off. I guess I hope. God, hope. you know, let's hope. Um, I mean, I don't blame him for not wanting to pay the government because I mean, you know, but you know, uh, right? Exactly. Long. We we are <laughs> we are definitely experiencing taxation without representation. Big time. every damn day. Big time. But um, you still gotta still gotta color within the lines uh, when it comes to certain things. So yeah, right. um, eyes cross your T's. Yes. Oh, but what I was gonna say was I, I'm I'm if they're smart and if you go by what Marvel generally usually does, um I'm half expecting him to show up in this next Doctor Strange movie. Mm. Because the thing the, well, the, the scuttlebutt that I, I, I'm to understand about that is it's it's first of all Sam Raimi directing. Um Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to have serious horror movie elements. Wanda's supposed to be involved. Um, so it would be smart. And it would also be, you know, close to, you know, what's happened in the comic books. Because Doctor Strange teamed up with Blade and a whole bunch of other different characters to fight and f- finish off Dracula. So I don't know. I- I'm almost thinking if we're going with all this different timeline shit that's apparently Last just world. been disrupted in this Loki thing. Then I guess we bring in we bring in the X Men we bring in vampires we and and then we just have like 
you know, this blast. And then, so, and then Iron Man's probably back. So who knows? Right. Uh, I mean, this, I this mean, it would be interesting as long as we can get release from Ant Man to give us like the quick details. So, and, yo, that's a brilliant idea. So, in Loki, Mobius actually like says that like we have vampires in the TP in the TVA. So yes. that that he, might be the uh, that segue. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little little gym. Yeah, dude, just kind of toss drop. that. Just kind of got toss that out. Yeah, yeah, vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, vampires. <laughs> we had Titans. Like this is nothing. Like, oh, vampire. Like oh, Morbius. Right. So Morbius yes. and Blade. So hopefully, hopefully mm-hmm. we get to see him. Yeah, I, I don't even. It's like I saw some. I feel like I saw the stills from Morbius right, so, like a long time ago, and I don't know what yeah. happened with that. COVID. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. Uh, Jared Leto. What'd you say? He's a very peculiar actor, but you know, said Al Pacino. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Uh, I just hope a, he doesn't come back as the Joker. He's I, a great yeah, actor. I'm over that. I'm over. I that. liked him as the Joker. No, he really? No, he tried too hard. Yeah. He was trying too hard for I, me. I think. Well, I, I think the biggest problem when it came to Jared Leto's Joker, he wasn't the main bad guy. The fact that yeah, he yeah, it wasn't enough of him and cut it out of the movie, and the same exact thing would all transpire. I I uh, didn't uh, really like the the, to- the glam post Malone whatever the hell that was supposed to be <laughs> to to get millennials to care or you know it was just like just let the Joker be the Joker for fuck's sake I I I. I I, I think know. he that, was that trying to channel is, Heath Ledger a bit much, and it just did not give what it was supposed to have gave. So, right, he was actually yeah. giving a portrayal of an actual uh, a a, Mex- a Mexican gangster that's actually still alive and well today. Yeah, but that's not who mm. Joker is. Joker is a white man. Joker is not a Mexican gangster. I have to agree with that. <laughs> like, yeah. like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna do it like a, a um a acting method acting, do it properly. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> don't skip. Look, look, let's yeah. look. Let let's be honest. There's a lot of issues with that damn movie, and Jared and Jared Leto's just one one piece of a real nasty pie, of uh, which is <laughs> which is Suicide Squad. But uh, that's fair. I asked. As for as for your top five best uh, vampires, top five worst. Oh, the worst. Okay. Um. Oh, the worst. That's that's actually kind of. Um. Well, I I didn't really dig Twilight. Um. So. <laughs> no, really? That no. I'm that, I'm not. Shocked. That was an easy one. Come on. Right. No, uh, I mean that was definitely yeah, okay. Right. But you asked, <laughs> but no, that was a good one. That was a good one. I You're was right. Expecting to hear that. All right, yeah, no, it's just like I, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's into vampirism without consequences. So it's like that. That's you know, and that's just I mean, one of the things. Consequences, right? They kind of got like you know, but there was do just so much of this. But they do though, because like their whole transition, is, like your whole body on fire. Yeah, you can sparkle in the sunlight. Okay, that, that just means yeah, they copied that, that, from Anne Rice's that, book. That, that, that's that all. Part just didn't. Uh... But Anne Rice didn't have any body 
sparkling. Like that was like yeah, really- but the whole my body feels like it's burning on the inside. I'm like okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, I mean, like that's Mexican. like that's like only for the transitioning of them turning into vampires. Other than that, like they were good. All right, everybody, we got four more. Everybody was beautiful. And uh, yes, again, thank you because that that's that's always going to be a problem when you know, like where's where you know, because I'm old school, so I'm like you know, where where's some ugly people? Right, where's some you know? ugly people? Yes, because in real life, everybody's not a freaking underwear model. Right. I mean, that's yeah, fair, Nico. but that's most movies, though. But wait, that's most that's movies, most movies now. That's most movies now. Where were the back in the day, in the, in, back in the day, you had Ernest Borgnine, you had Shelley Winters, you had Forrest Whitaker. And thank you, <laughs> thank you. Exactly. That's very true. Um, what? You had average-looking people being movie stars. But, okay, so what's wrong with average-looking... Well, I'm not talking about average-looking people. He said ugly people. I did. He said ugly people. I'm like, where? Commercially ugly. Pam Greer. Commercially ugly people. Yeah, they're not ugly. Commercially ugly, though. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. I just want to see... More, <laughs> I just want to see more average looking people that can act their asses off because they're out there and they're not getting the play. That's all. And, and that's just my own personal pet peeve. That's fair. And um, I don't think vampires will only pick and choose underwear models. Well, there's that. Um, right. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, there were a couple of people from Blade Three who really annoyed me. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Triple H. Well, he wasn't really a bit. Well, technically, no. I mean, he, but he, he wasn't actually he the worst part of one. that movie, right? Exactly. Triple H, right? Yeah. Is a used to be Triple H as a vampire, and even it was horrible. Uh, and even Dominic horrible. Purcell, I think that's his name, as Dracula. That bothered me. Um, was he too attractive, or no? It wasn't. It, it wasn't or, the. It wasn't the attractive or unattractive argument for him. It was. It was more the swag in the direction. You know. Yeah. It, it, it's like you're supposed to be the Marvel Dracula, and I'm an right. old school Tomb of Dracula reader from back in the day. I still have all seventy effing episode uh, issues. Um. And it's like that, 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 that particular series means a lot to me. So for you to go into Blade 3 and say, yeah, we're going to bring up Dracula. And, you know, you you bring this this dude who, you know, looks like he should be selling, like, I don't know, membership to a fucking gym. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's like, no. And, and, and it's like, even if it was directed properly... Um, you know, it, it just it just wasn't Marvel's Dracula. It's like I don't know what this was. So again, just for the fact of it being, you know, disrespectful of the source material, I, they kind of lost me with that. And and the funny thing is, I think they lost Wesley with that because I think uh, for a variety of reasons <laughs> he didn't do press for that movie. 
Um, he didn't. And I he remember barely that, did the movie. Well, he barely did the movie. He barely did press for the movie. I think he felt that the way the movie actually ended up coming out, it was too much, um, too much focus on Jessica. Um, Alba. Beal. No, not Alba. Beal. Beal. It was Beal. Yeah. yeah uh, Jessica Beal and, and Ryan Reynolds. Um, and I remember specifically uh, because I was actually working at TRL when the movie came out and he did not show up. It was literally just those two. Um, and everybody was like, well, why didn't isn't Wesley like the star of the movie? Like, why isn't the guy named after the movie here through the interview? And they, you know, and they just kind of like shoved it off to the side or whatever. But um, apparently he was not happy. And, and, and ultimately that actually might have something to do with why they decided not to recast him. It's, you know, you do that whole, well, I don't know if I, I feel like doing X, Y, and Z. And you break that because, you know, I've, I've, we've seen in a couple of instances where a black person has decided they aren't going to do a press conference or they aren't going to be at a specific thing and they aren't going to do this and they aren't going to do that. And I think that happened with Monique, you know, yeah. um, you know, not, I mean, to take it into a, a I mean, it wasn't in the contract, though. I know now they, they, they write that, they make that Monique clause and they mm-hmm. run contracts. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. She wasn't mm-hmm. contractually obligated to do so. They were trying to like voluntold her and she was like, or no. I like how you did that. I like how you, I like what you did there. Follow told. I love that. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know somewhere in there, I guess uh, who knows. But um, yeah, definitely, like half that cast could probably actually. And who was it? Parker Posey, the other main vampire in there. So that, all right, you could just take those yeah. those three right there. Um, I. Who else? I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to find someone I really genuinely disliked from a performance standpoint. Um, I mean, it's probably, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I'd have to think about that some more. Not, that's okay. You know, and that's all good. That. I was, I was expect, I was expecting to hear Paul Rubens and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But that was funny. That was at least funny. True. You know, I didn't mind. Exactly. That was hilarious. Ah. That was hilarious. And I didn't, and the thing is, I didn't go into, first of all, it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm not going yeah. into that, treating it like it's serious. You know, in my head, I got just the fact that you named it Buffy the Vampire Slayer gives me a completely different set of expectations. Like, I almost didn't go see the damn thing because I was just like, oh, this is some teenager teeny popper thing like what is this i'm like all right well you know for the sake of me being who i am let's go watch the damn thing and then i watched it and i was like all right that's funny okay good night <laughs> and i didn't think about it anymore until it was a tv show how do you feel about the t- the tv show the tv show i enjoyed the tv show uh it wasn't um you know and to be completely honest with you though i actually enjoyed angel more than i enjoyed the tv show than i enjoyed Angel, Same. Angel was hitting was hitting certain notes that I really dug, um, and it kind of reminded me of Forever Night a little bit. If you ever saw any of those, um, that's like okay. an old that's like an old series. They shot it up in Canada, and it was basically this one. It, it, it's this vampire that decides he's going to be a cop, 
and all his vampire friends are like, the fuck is the matter with you? And it, it, is, it got canceled due to the writer's strike. Am I correct? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Oh, wow. I got I, yeah. I got you. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. pretty late at night. Yeah, the writer's strike was pretty savage. Yeah. Well. <laughs> writer's strikes. That's how we got you Transformers know. too. And yeah, how about that? <laughs> really? Mm. Really? Mm, yeah, yeah. There, was, there was pretty wow. much no script. Mike May was like, "Don't worry, guys, I've got it." Oh dear. Hold God. my beers. Matter of fact, give me one beer. Yeah, give me the whole six pack. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> but yo, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Well, thank you, thank it you. Really uh, I really, really enjoyed has. this. Uh, I actually, it's well, always I, good to I, like nerd it out. I would love to have you back. Oh, please, I'll I'll come back anytime. I love to have you back. Shoot, see if we can get one of the ghouls from the ghouls next door. Okay. Have, have, have a whole have a whole horror horror talk. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But uh. Tell the kind folks what you have coming on the horizon. On the horizon. Let's see. Um, I actually just landed one of my short stories in, and it actually just happens to be sitting right here on the desk, uh, Under the Twin Suns, which uh, oops, for uh, horror folk, uh, all of these, it, it's a collection of short stories and poems all based on, around the, uh, the, King, the Yellow King universe. So to speak, written mm. written by oh a long time ago by this guy Robert Chambers, and it's all this uh really like creepy sort of uh kind of a psychotic break kind of a story, and so we all take our our different turns on it. Uh, mine in particular, uh, of course, I kind of weave in some uh socially conscious uh stuff because that's what I do, um, mm. and I'm already hearing about how that's more of a, a, a gut punch than than anything else. Um, so yeah, really excited about that. Uh, I am still doing episodes for uh, extra credit. Uh, the latest one, uh, one that I wrote about um, the Negro Leagues. Uh, so that was that was actually a nice kind of a break from some of the sadder stories. So I, I got to do that. Um, and then just before that, I did uh, Stephanie St. Clair, who used to work ah, with Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson. So, yeah, you, you get on YouTube and look up Extra Credit and uh, Stephanie St. Clair and the uh, Negro Leagues and catch up with all of that. Uh, I'm, I'm here writing spooky stuff every day. Um, I'm working on the fourth uh, installment of Brookwater's Curse, my vampire series. Uh, for everybody who doesn't know, uh, Christian Brookwater is an 1860s Georgia plantation slave who becomes a vampire, and the Brookwater's Curse series is his adventures. Um, Killer Genius, uh, I'm also working on the third installment of that. Uh, that's about, uh, what is that? Well, it's about a socially conscious uh, black woman who becomes a serial killer. Very, mm. very... Uh, mm. Sounds like Very something diverse. I need to read. Oh, yeah, sure, please, by all means. Yeah, um, you, you read it for research. <laughs> for science. Mind your business, Corey. There you go. Um, so there's that. Uh, so there's also the work that I've been doing with my B 
Beef Wine and Shenanigans podcast mates, Kirk Johnson and Mark Abbott. We uh, released Hell at the Waste Station a couple of years ago, won some awards with that. Uh, Hell at Brooklyn Tea is uh, recently re- released during the pandemic. So we've been uh, experiencing what it's like to shop a book during a plague. Um, you know, you got uh, that, you guys put that out back in April of 2020, correct? Yes, correct. And um, it, it's been received oh, yeah. very well. Um, and it and it's another fun little thing that we're actually characters in. Um, and it's so funny because you know it's like I remember when we finished Hell at the Way Station, and uh, Mark was the one who was really more in charge of of putting the the very end of the book together and. And he had me in there punching a bunch of people in the face and everything else like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to hit the gym because cats are going to be expecting me to be like, you know, this uh, after they, after they, exactly. After this was out. So um, we've got all that happening along with, you know, my short stories landing in different places and, and all kinds of things like that. Um, and you can experience all of that by visiting www.laughingblackvampire.com. I'm also on Instagram at SVP thinks Twitter, same thing, SVP thinks, uh, and Facebook, just good old government name, Stephen Van Patten, <laughs> easy to find, easy to holler at, harass, cuss me out, whatever you want to do. It's all good. I just like the interaction. Indeed, boost of numbers. <laughs> well, look, exactly. it's been an absolute, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I think it's time for us to to begin to, to sign off. So, yes. uh, I'm not feeling patriotic today, and there will be no Jesus America Freedom Eagle. Well, how about there what kind of I will uh, I will I will say this. Hey, mom, what's for dinner? Go up your nose and pick a little. I'm picking boogers. Picking boogers. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had to put like, that out there. Right. I, I was love and respect. Love and respect to Biz Marquis. Like. Yes. Oh yes. Right. I, I look. Um, during during our podcast today, uh, the announcement came that he passed at 57 years old. And uh, I got to admit, it kind of left me stunned here for a second, but the show has to keep on rolling. But um, he, would, he's, he will not be forgotten. Uh, Want to say, say goodbye, Engine? Love, peace, that. elbow grease. Yeah, that, that, that's the best I can do right there. Lady y'all, y'all take Nico. care of yourselves, take care of each other. Um, always, you know, give yourself inner peace, protect yours, and uh love on each other. Shop Serpentine Fire at serpentinefire.co. All right, y'all. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, thank you. Later. Uh, this is Corey Salty Lob Five for Amir Me Media. Please make sh- thank you for downloading this podcast today, and make sure you pick it uh, pick us up whenever you listen to podcasts. Also, don't be afraid to go to AmerimeWire.com, and while you're at it, you can still pick up our magazine in digital or physical copies. Type in Amerimee Media on uh, Amazon or on your Kindle. And, uh, yep. and again, 
don't forget to visit amerimewire.com. That's A-M-E-R-I-M-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Take care of yourselves and each other. Peace and love.